Minnesota, we're back at it again with another podcast. It's the Daily Wolves podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Evan. You can find me at Twitter, at the Daily Wolves. My boy, Trip at not D. Wolfson. He's a little busy right now, so it's just me covering today. Only a few things I just wanted to drop, so it's a nice short podcast today. But we've had some news uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves in the last week. First of all, before I get into that, I just want to touch on the Summer League because the Summer League is kind of wrapping up here. The Minnesota Timberwolves had a couple players really start to stand out to me in the Summer League. Uh, First guy who everybody is falling in love with is going to be, of course, none other than the 45th pick in the NBA draft this year, Josh Minot. Uh, Great pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tim Conley knew the whole time. But Josh Minot has really impressed the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's impressed me. I was high on him after the Wolves drafted him, and I got to watch a video on him. For those who tuned into our previous podcast, I thought Josh always had a tremendous upside. He was so raw. Like, still his game is very raw, but you can just see that there's like a high upside with Josh Minot. Great swing in the second round, and that's what you want when you're drafting in the second round. You want to take risks on a guy. Great pick by Tim Conley, um, and let's dive right into it with him. So Josh Minot... I'm going to give my comparison, my player comparison with Josh Minot. I still see a lot of Derek Jones Jr. in Josh Minot. Same body type, kind of that 6'8", really lengthy frame guy. Uh, you know, a small forward that can play the power forward spot. Definitely needs to put on some weight, but I really see a lot of Derek Jones Jr. in there. I haven't seen that comparison thrown around yet. I love Josh Minot's shot. The way that it looked in the summer league, it's really nice. It's silky smooth. Uh, the way he was shooting free throws, he's making threes. He made consecutive threes. He hadn't done that in his 33 games in college playing for Memphis. So Josh Minot has something there. And I think you're only going to get better, obviously, with practice and over time with the developmental coaches. The three ball will come. I really do believe he's going to be a three and D type of wing. I love the way that Josh Minot brings the energy. That's what I noticed right um, off the bat when he was in summer league. The dude gets excited off every single play. It doesn't matter if it's just a, a you know a small steal, a block, finishing a layup, getting a putback, under the rim, easy dunk. I mean, he's, he's just screaming, yelling after every play. And that's the kind of energy Minnesota is going to need this season. We're losing Joshua Cody, who's like one of the energizer, energizer bunnies that we had in the past. We lost Jared Vanderbilt. We're losing Patrick Beverly. You really need somebody who's going to come in off the bench, be a spark plug, and who's going to sit on the bench and cheer for guys, get them pumped up, you know? And that's what we need. We need a teammate like that because everybody loves playing with them. So, yeah, Josh Minot has a great summer league. He kind of shows he can do it all. Every game, I was impressed by the amount of rebounds he's getting. Even if he wasn't putting up the high scoring numbers, every game he's getting 10 rebounds, 8 rebounds, you know, 11 rebounds. And that's super important because he looks the part of what Brandon Clark does for the Memphis Grizzlies. But I I still have to go back to my comparison with Derrick Jones Jr. I just want him to be that kind of type of player. I think Josh Minot has a higher ceiling. And there's just, we're showing these flashes of something else there. I'm not sure exactly where his ceiling is. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, an all-star or star level player. But just a solid uh, player who's going to come in, give you great defense, like I said. Be able to hit threes and do a, a few more things. 
give you rebounding, which is going to be key for the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially with their contracts locked up big time in Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert making about 430 mil once those contracts are kicking in this year. And then on top of that, in the future year, you're going to sign Anthony Edwards on for a max contract and you're going to have to pay Jaden McDaniels probably 15 to 20 million dollars per year the Minnesota Timberwolves won't have a ton of money to work with so getting a guy like Josh finding a gem in the draft is going to be key for any team who wants to have playoff success so after the impressive summer league the Timberwolves and Josh Minot have agreed to a four-year deal 6.8 million dollar rookie deal Josh Minot is the 45th overall pick selected by your Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, a lot of fans were super upset, including myself, right at the pick because we all saw EJ Liddell sitting around there and everybody loved EJ Liddell in Minnesota. EJ Liddell, unfortunately, suffered an injury already. I believe it's an ACL tear with uh, in the summer league with the Pelicans, so he won't be playing this season. But Josh was just a great pick. Um, if you haven't watched too much of him and you're listening to this podcast, just know you're getting a guy who's going to show you Zach Levine type of athleticism. He's going to flash those dunks that Zach Levine used to do back in Minnesota. And you're getting a guy who just brings, like I said, that energy. And I think everybody who hasn't watched him already is going to fall in love with this kid. He has so much potential. And it gets me excited thinking of Josh Minot defending with that length and that springiness alongside maybe a Jaden McDaniels down the line. Now for playing time, because I'm sure that will come up, you're asking yourself, will Josh really play now that he's signed with the Timberwolves? So the depth in the Timberwolves is pretty deep. So Josh Minot probably won't play too much. And if he plays this year, expect Josh Minot to get playing time when the Timberwolves are dealing with coronavirus or they're dealing with injuries. I don't believe he's going to play that much. Uh, He's going to be towards the very end of the bench, but it's great to have him on the bench. It's a great thing to have a young player like him who did come out of college raw, who didn't play as a starter for Memphis in his college career. And so to get a kid like that to really learn under the young guys and just be around the team every day getting reps, every day getting practice, soaking up all the energy, learning from Torian Prince, learning how to be a great defensive player from Jaden McDaniels, Rudy Gobert. Those things are going to be super beneficial for Josh Minot. And like I said, you're looking at him as a project that you can really develop and hopefully you can unleash him next year potentially or the year after that, he'll be ready to go. And that's what you're looking at. When the contracts, like I said, when they all kick in, you need cheap players. Josh Minot will be that guy. I'm super excited to be in the Josh Minot fan club. Let's go on to one more player that I really did like in the Summer League from what I saw and that is Kevon Harris. Super impressive if you did watch the Summer League. He's a guy who played in the G League the other year. Um, He's an older player, so he's around 25 years old already. Uh, But but he has an NBA body. Obviously, he's a full-grown man by now. But he kind of just does everything out there. And that's what I really like about him. He's like a 40% career shooter in the G League. He's He's a good shooter in college. He shot good from three in the summer league this year. But he can really just do it all out there, right? He can rebound, he hustles, he can put the ball on the floor. He had some nasty dunks if you watched the Summer League. If you didn't know who Kevon Harris was, I'm sure you saw him on your timeline. But the dude gives gives you energy. He gives you like that hustle, that defense, that dog, right? Um, 
And you just can see a guy who's just hungry to finally make an NBA roster who just, he, he's been in the G League for years now and he wants to be in the NBA. It's his dream, just like anybody. I think Kevon Harris played well enough that he's deserving of a Minnesota two-way contract. I believe Kevon Harris will earn a two-way contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They will have two two-way contracts, I believe, to give out. I think he should earn one. I think he deserves one. I think the way that he played in the summer league he needs it like the last game he played he had 23 points for us he was like a plus 12 but Kevon Harris really you know he doesn't do anything like stellar other than like shooting beyond the arc but Kevon Harris like I said just a kind of a guy who just does everything and you can never have uh you know too many guys who are versatile on your team and he's a guy that's not going to be like demanding to be a starter he can play his role off the bench he's already 25 so he's experienced he's matured He's played against the G League players for multiple years, which is there are players in there that are like professional level and, and grown men. So like, I really do believe he's going to earn the two-way. Super, uh, you know, I think he deserves a super excited about him and, and we'll see what the Minnesota Timberwolves do. Let's move on to the next uh, thing that was in the Summer League, which is the last piece, the point guard or the guard, I could say, that we drafted out of Duke, Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore Jr. played pretty solid all through the summer league. Definitely looked like an NBA player out there. Looked like a nice NBA role player. Nothing too flashy. Not going to say I was extremely impressed in Wendell Moore Jr., but definitely just looks like he could come in if um, you need him and just hold the fort down until D'Angelo Russell can get back out there or if you need to give Jordan McLaughlin some time or... Vice versa, coronavirus hits, uh, injuries. Once again, Wendell Moore will play a lot more. But don't expect Wendell Moore Jr. to play a ton this season. He's going to be at the end of the bench with Josh Minot. I, once again, will say it's great for him to learn under these players. And, you know, Wendell Moore Jr. actually is friends with Anthony Edwards before he was drafted here, which I think could be underrated. He's played with Anthony Edwards in the past growing up. He's been friends with him for a long time. And... He's played on teams before with Jaden McDaniels and knows Jaden as well. So, like, those things can't be overlooked. Those guys will probably get along well in the locker room. They'll probably hang out. They'll probably have chemistry, and that matters in the NBA. So, we'll see how that comes up in the future. But I just wanted to bring that up. Other than that, Wendell Moore, solid, you know, great stroke. Uh, Was not consistent through the summer league, but I... Really do like his stroke from beyond the arc and look for Wendell Moore Jr. to develop this year into just kind of that combo guard guy who does everything. Nothing super uh, that crazy good in one category, but another guy who kind of, you know, versatile, can do everything, you know, pretty well. And that's, once again, what you need on a playoff roster. So, so far, I'm really liking what Tim Conley did in the draft. We will see what the future holds. Austin Rivers. Brand new signing for the Minnesota Timberwolves on a veteran minimum. It's about $1.8 million. Austin Rivers, uh, who most fans are familiar with if you watch the NBA, played with the Clippers for years. Uh, He's been on Denver as well. But Austin Rivers, the son of Doc Rivers, Hall of Fame coach probably. Kind of a guy who can come off, be an energizer, give you that hustle, give you that grit, toughness. And he can play the shooting guard. He can play a point guard. He's 6'4", but he's he's really a solid defender. Nothing you know too extreme, but a guy who can hold the fort once again when he's uh, coming off your bench because Jordan McLaughlin can't really defend too many players. 
The other guy, Bryn Forbes, who the Timberwolves signed this year, isn't a good defender as well. Jalen Noel isn't really a great defender. So like in certain situations, you have Austin Rivers now who can play defense, which I think is going to be beneficial for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He only averaged like 6.7, 6.3 points or something like that a game last year for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, shooting career about 35% from three. So just a solid three-point shooter, nothing you know too spectacular but once again just a guy who can come in veteran experience been in the league for like 10 years he he's been to like 60 playoff games which is going to be obviously beneficial for the Timberwolves getting that playoff experience played on great teams around great players like when he was at the Clippers he was with uh, Chris Paul back in the day and and all those players so like learning from those guys bringing all these different points of view I think that can be really helpful for the Minnesota Timberwolves and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Austin Rivers brings us. I want to point out the Timberwolves would not be getting certain guys for veteran minimums like this if they weren't an attractive roster. They're an attractive roster now, and now we're starting to see veterans come here. Yes, they're nothing too flashy, but for signing a vet minimum for that kind of quality of player, you can't argue with that. So I'm excited for where things are going in the Timberwolves organization. Brent Forbes, the other guy I mentioned just a little bit ago, a solid three-point shooter, another guy who can come in, make a combo guard, just gives you a lot of depth. He's a 41% like career shooter from uh, beyond the arc, which is phenomenal. Uh, Brent Forbes, look for him to be a nice three-point shooter, a compliment to the bench, and help you know ease us from losing Malik Beasley, right? So we lost some shooting from Malik Beasley, but now we get Brent Forbes. We get a solid three-point shooter, from Austin Rivers and so that's how Tim Conley has really tried to bolster the roster and the depth both Austin Rivers and Brent Forbes were on the Denver Nuggets with who uh Tim Conley brought in the other year so Tim Conley those must be his guys he really he really likes those guys and he went out and got them so all I can say so far is you just got to trust in Tim Conley his track record speaks of him and uh, any moves Tim Conley makes I'm going to support just because that track record is fantastic The roster is deep now with these free agent signings. You're looking at, so the Minnesota Timberwolves, people are like, oh, you know, you lost Jared Vanderbilt. You lost Patrick Beverly. Like, your roster is the depth. You traded away all the depth. The Wolves replaced them with depth. Because now your starting five is D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. The bench piece where everyone was so concerned, Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Noel, Torian Prince, you got Kyle Anderson, who's going to be one of the players that a lot of people in Minnesota are going to love watching this year. Nickname is Slomo, and you will see that and know why people call him Slomo for a reason. But just a solid player. Kyle Anderson is a starter caliber player, and he's coming off your bench. That is absolutely amazing. Kyle Anderson can really just do it all. He can dribble he's a playmaker he's 6'10 he can play the power forward he can play center in certain small ball matchups he's a great defender he can really do everything and Kyle Anderson is going to be a great addition to the bench so that's a depth piece they added this year then you have Nas Reed as a backup center who obviously everybody loves Nas Reed Bryn Forbes more guard depth Austin Rivers more guard depth and student guard depth Josh Minot Wendell Moore Jr., and then you have Nathan Knight potentially coming back on a two-way. We will see what happens at Nathan Knight right now, but um, 
they're either going to bring in potentially another player or I can see the two-way be extended to Nathan Knight. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do exactly. Maybe they leave a roster spot flexible in that 15th roster spot just in case like, somebody gets bought out close to the season or in the year. But the Minnesota Timberwolves have depth. I mean, they're, it's crazy. The, the wing depth that Minnesota has, you could argue, is one of the deepest in the NBA. The roster is deep. This team is probably... They're not any less deep than the team last year, I can tell you that. So for those fans who are worried or the the panic button where we were losing depth because we got Rudy Gobert and we traded everything for him, hold your horses. The Timberwolves got great guys. They have great pieces. They fit the roster, and I think your Wolves are only looking up. National games this year. Let's talk about that because I've thought about that to myself, and I just want to bring it up real quick. Imagine how many national TV games the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to get this year that they didn't get before. It's going to be like we had like three last year. I don't know. Probably something low like that, right? Five or six or less. The Timberwolves, when Jimmy Butler was here, I think they had 17 national TV games around there just because of the Jimmy Butler trade. With the Rudy Gobert trade, it's probably arguably the biggest offseason acquisition in the NBA that has happened so far. Obviously, I'm recording this before Kevin Durant gets traded, if he does, or Kyrie Irving or somebody like that. But right now, Rudy Gobert is probably like the biggest acquisition out there. And so you're, and people want to see Rudy Gobert and, and Carl Anthony Towns play together. They want to see if it works. They're curious to see how two seven-foot generational talents can play together. One an offensive juggernaut, Carl Anthony Towns, 40% plus three-point shooter could you know can score at all three levels just a fascinating offensive talent arguably the best shooting big man of all time and then you've got Rudy Gobert one of the best defensive players ever not just now ever in the NBA and so what Carl doesn't do well Rudy really does well and what Rudy doesn't do well Carl does well so people are fascinated to see how the Timberwolves look and how Rudy Gobert with Carl can can work. And so I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to get a ton of national media, a ton of eyes on them. Anthony Edwards took off in the Memphis series and really got the na- uh, whole national media talking about him. And so after Anthony Edwards' performance in the playoffs, the likableness of Anthony Edwards, how you can market Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert, I really think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be a team that are going they're going to get like 20 national games this year which is going to be insane just to be able to get your wolves seen by everybody in the summer league all you saw and heard about was that the talk of the summer league was how rudy gobert and carlton towns were going to work and how everybody was either not on board or on board but one thing that everybody agreed on in summer league was that they were excited and they were like Minnesota Timberwolves are going to be a must-watch team this year just because of those two, and they have to tune in to see how they work. Ant-Man is a must-see in person, and everybody in the league thinks very highly of Jaden McDaniels. We can't understate that D'Angelo Russell plays his best point guard, has his best years when he plays with a guy who can give him a lob threat, and he can operate in the pick-and-roll with his big... Rudy Gobert gives D'Angelo Russell that, so everybody's curious to see how D'Angelo will play this year, and really, D'Angelo Russell uh, has everything this year, right? 
He has Carlton Towns who can pick and pop, go out to the three-point line in the pick and roll. He has Rudy Gobert that can go under the hoop for a lob threat. He's going to have so many options, so there really is no excuse for D'Angelo Russell not to have a career season this year. The Minnesota hype is definitely real. Last year, they started selling out games once, once they were a, a good team and once Minnesota started jumping on and catching on. Minnesota will sell out so many games this year. The Target Center is going to be packed on a Monday night, a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, not just the Fridays and Saturdays or at uh, marquee matchups against like the Lakers, LeBron, and like the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. No, the Target Center is going to sell out games against bad opponents. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is week that it's on minnesota is going to sell out the stadium it's going to be crazy hopefully they take off the tarps i'm assuming they will they did for the playoff games i would be shocked if the tarps remained on the season or on this year to start the season because they know minnesota is going to come out they are going to sell tickets season ticket sales are up right now and they're selling uh first of all i i'm a season ticket holder i believe that season ticket holders you should be a season ticket holder right now because the Timberwolves are going to be so exciting this year. And the Timberwolves, what they from last year, they didn't raise the price this year. That was one thing that the new ownership came in and said for the uh, next couple of years, we'll guarantee the same pricing. So next season, I expect the pricing to increase on season tickets. Uh, so that's why this year it's such a great deal. In my opinion, you can get season tickets this year. The price didn't increase from last year. On top of that, they still um, are honoring the same things they did last year, which was like, you know, absurd. Like you get like half off in the team store on anything, right? Getting jerseys like 50% off. You get concessions, anything in the concession stands in the stadium for 50% off. That's food. It covers alcohol too. That's absurd. A lot of a lot of uh, season ticket membership perks, you do not get discounts on alcohol. I've never seen that before. They introduced that last year. And so getting beers for you know a, a margin of the cost of what it is before, yes, it's still expensive, right? It's a sports arena. But at least you don't have to pay you know, $10 to $14 for a drink. It's at least manageable. Uh, so I think the season tickets are worth it this year. I think... The Timberwolves are going places. And remember, you do get priority for the playoff games if you're a season ticket holder. Just saying, you know, if you want playoff tickets down the road, you want to see them go to the you know, championship or Western Conference finals, let's let's just be optimistic right now, right? That's the way to do it. Other than that, I got nothing more to add other than just hyping my team up. I felt super excited about the signings they just had, and I had to jump on for the podcast. Like I said, Follow me on Twitter at the Daily Wolves. Follow Trip at Not D Wolfson. Subscribe to our podcast right here if you haven't already. We post weekly Timberwolves content. I do giveaways on my Twitter for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I'm super pumped. As always, I'll see you later. Peace.